Chapter 4, Section A My bad. Whose fault is it? In a courtroom, a judge determines who is guilty. Police render reports. Detectives have already looked for clues. Attorneys seek to direct the judgment either for or against a defendant. Outside of a courtroom, all of us are judges. With little or no evidence, almost instinctively, we pass the buck and blame others. Our natural reflex is to proclaim, It's not my fault! Think of how easy it is to point a finger at another person. Observe the self-preservation mode at work. The blame game continues until responsibility can be attached to someone or something. A person, an organization, an institution, or something else. Whether or not an admission of guilt comes forth, judgment is rendered. Whose fault it was, is, and forever will be, becomes public record. Until there's a confession. Sometimes the confession doesn't occur until the end of a person's life. Have you ever heard of a deathbed confession? History is rewritten following confessions. Countless judgments, public and private, become obsolete after confessions. Confession reverses the direction. Instead of building momentum in tracking down a guilty verdict, confession releases the steam and then deflates the entire blame game system. Confession eliminates lengthy courtroom trial processes, countless appeals, the search for additional information, the repeated updates for the public, and uncertain jury deliberations. Confession is the way repentance expresses itself. It speaks from a convicted heart. I'm guilty, I'm sorry, and I'm ready to act differently from this point on are repentance messages. To verbalize repentance messages is to confess. Confession says, it's my fault. Confession says, I'm the one. Confession says, quit blaming someone else. Confession says, the buck stops right here. If we put it in street language, we could say, my bad. Think about it. When have you seen a confession change things? Pray about it. God, I admit it all to you.